All right, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, everybody. Today is Thursday, March the 3rd, 2022, and we have a lot to cover today. Now, I would like to thank all of you for your patience. I know you're normally used to... Uh, used to hearing the Krakens on Wednesdays, but at the same time, before we jump into all of that, I would like to thank all of you for the support that you have shown, not just for myself, based on the last video that I put out addressing, you know, uh, threats, blackmail, things like that, but I also put the video out just to clarify as well, for other people as well, I don't want to mention names uh, in either direction, whether complimenting nor uh, speaking poorly, simply because that's not, not who I am as a person, but I truly cannot thank you all enough, folks, for the support and all of that. Again, it's just the, it's not necessarily to anyone in particular per se, it's just the general hatred online has really ramped up, and yes, I, I read a lot of your comments if not all of your comments folks there are a lot of bots out there i am aware of that now let's uh, jump into this so let me just say that i've done my absolute best to study up um on attempting to view both sides of the perspective pertaining to ukraine i wanted to take an extra day to sort of just um i guess you could say brush up on what i could learn about ukraine um and then i realized to myself i said hold on i just realized that I had watched back in the summer, um, in my opinion, a very, uh, uh, at least attempting to be a neutral-based documentary done by Oliver Stone called The Putin Interviews on Showtime. If any of you have cr uh, Crave, you can definitely watch it on there. I'm actually quite surprised that Showtime, um, which I believe is an American company, allowed uh, Mr. Stone to be able to ask such questions and allowed for certain uh, pieces of footage to stay in uh, with respects to Mr. Putin's responses to those questions. <clears throat> For those on the Patreon, you'll know that a couple nights back, we actually looked at some of this uh, just to give you folks some context. And Oliver Stone had interviewed Putin between 2015 and 2017, and a handful of different times he would fly back and forth to Russia uh, whenever Putin was available. And their conversations were literally about what's occurring today, which is why I bring all of this up. So I watched all of that all over again. I'm really trying to gain a perspective here. I know you folks really want my take. So let me just say first and foremost, before we go into reporting all of this with respects to not just Ukraine, but there's a lot of world news as well, too, which I'm... Again, happy to, to see that it's not just Ukraine, but my personal opinion is this. There's propaganda on both sides. Now, with that being said, okay, uh, it, this is just my opinion. I have to say that for YouTube. There's propaganda coming from the West in order to enforce that of a NATO advancement to, again, arguably many say to expand the influence that NATO has. But then at the same time, we also have to be vigilant of the uh, pro-Russian propaganda as well. Now, this is not to say, by the way, folks, just because I'm trying to imply potentially that this is some type of theater of sorts, just because it's a theater doesn't mean that there aren't actual uh, characters being played. And that's a metaphor for basically just because this is a stage doesn't mean that people are not dying. People are dying. And as I've always said, the only people that suffer are the innocent ones. Yourself, myself, you name it, right? So, the, it's tough. It really is. There's a... It's hard to sift through the propaganda. We do know that the Ukrainian army ha put out on their Facebook page uh, something pertaining to that of what later was revealed to be uh, video game footage and things like this. Now, that is not to say that Ukrainians are not being attacked and what have you. But again, folks, unless I'm on the ground, it's a very complicated situation, right? Particularly with a handful of, eth not just a handful, a significant amount of ethnic Russians allegedly being uh, burned alive by the Azov Battalion, which are allegedly far-right Ukrainian Nazis and things like this. So I'm not, again, I do do see both sides with respects to the 
innocent Ukrainian and Russian people. Now, at the same time, we also have to be vigilant in the last handful of hours, this is how quickly things are moving, that the NATO military-industrial complex, guided by that of, of course, the U.S., um, not the American people, I want to say, but the administrations and the intelligence communities and apparatuses and private industry transnational elites within that group, are pushing very strong... Um, I, I want to say propaganda, but I mean, at the end of the day, we could say also, you know, morale boosting content. Now, also, I don't want to use fancy words by, you know, uh, replacing propaganda with morale boosting. That's not what I'm trying to do here. There's a fine line between what we can argue as morale boosting and propaganda. So there's that angle of it, too. Um, please forgive me for those that think I'm speaking so quickly. It's just there's so much to cover with Ukraine before even getting into the news and all that stuff that. I just want to make sure that I try and present both perspectives as neutrally as possible, right? So it's a very tough situation. I've done my best to speak to some people in Ukraine. Um, and again, it also depends who you ask, where you ask, you name it, right? So it's not that easy. It really isn't. Now, this does not give, in my humble perspective, let me be very clear as well, this does not give Russia or Putin justification to do what he's doing. With that being said, all right, to be consistent. Imagine if Russia had done what the U.S. has been doing in Ukraine for, you know, years ago. Imagine if Russia, like, reverse the roles. Imagine if Russia was doing in Hawaii, right, or Cuba, which, again, which they did a long time ago, what the U.S. has been doing in Ukraine since at least 2013, 2014, if I'm not mistaken. The Americans would have gone to war a lot faster than than the russians did the russians waited years and years and eventually again i'm not justifying this but i'm not sure if putin strategized this or a little bit of both he just said screw it it's time to take over the whole country not that i'm for that let me be clear but again if we're going to be neutral i'm trying to do my absolute best to present both sides of the situation without um without naturally taking a bias okay so Enough of that. I hope that I presented my thoughts in an articulate way. Um, I know it may have been a little bit of a tangent. Please forgive me, but let's jump into it. So first and foremost, the UN General Assembly approves a resolution demanding that Russia stop the war in Ukraine and withdraw all of its troops. I don't think Putin's going to care nor listen, to be honest with you folks. I'm, I'm just going to say it right off the bat. Um, the UN General Assembly can call for what they want, but it seems that Putin is really going off the books here. And that is not to say that this is the first time any world leader has gone off the books, so to speak, right? And you can argue, okay, Dave, what do you mean by off the books? Well, what I mean by off the books is, again, not following the global stage theater that's been set by those at the top, right? It seems like Putin is really, um, again, going for things and objectives that we'll, now, that we'll cover shortly in this same episode with respect to Chernobyl and radioactive facilities and sites that is not being revealed on the public level of things. So that's also interesting as well. Okay, now I'm not trying to defend Putin. I'm just curious to see what he's going for. Now, has he really gone mad? It's possible. But at the same time, if he's kept that strategic mind that he's allegedly always had, there may be something way, way more deeper than this. Okay, now there's something else that I, I, I'm hesitant to bring up on YouTube having to do with certain laboratories um, within Ukraine. I'm going to leave that there. I think most of you folks who understand that perspective or that angle of things know what I'm referring to. The next thing is that the United States Department of Justice has launched uh, uh, Project Klepto Capture, a task force targeting Russian oligarchs, Attorney General Merrick Garland has announced. Okay, again, so be it. Uh, the next thing is that Russian billionaire Alisher Usmanov Superyacht, one of the biggest in the world and valued at nearly 600 million American dollars, is report has reportedly been seized in Hamburg, Germany. I mean, here's the thing. This is also what I wonder. Did Putin tell the oligarchs ahead of time, listen, this was going to happen? Because when you're going to do and go as far as 
Putin's going with respects to what he's doing allegedly in Ukraine. Let me say allegedly because I'm not on the ground. Um, you got to be able to assume that this is going to happen. The world was going to sort of move against him in a way. And I say that carefully because there's more to view in that regard. And we'll cover that shortly. The next thing is that Taiwan, let's let's move Ukraine aside for a second. Let's go to Taiwan. Taiwan was in the uh, last handful of hours as of the time I'm recording this episode. Taiwan was hit by a widespread power outage affecting Taipei, the capital, and Kaohsiung. Hopefully I didn't butcher that. Um, the second biggest city, again, a lot of speculation that this is, you know, uh, the CCP. I don't want to say China because not the Chinese people, the CCP. This is speculation that the CCP is now using, you know, that... Taiwan is the CCP's Ukraine. They're seeing if, how the Biden administration responds, and on a surface level of things, they're seeing, okay, this is interesting. So maybe we'll, we'll take a shot. Now, I'm, I'm, I don't want to jump the gun. To be fair, we also have to be vigilant. Let's think critically as well, folks. It's very possible that some type of um, Western or European intelligence agency caused this widespread outage um, in order to attempt to blame the CCP to ramp up tensions. Very depraved tactic, but they do do it. So we have to consider that as well. I'm not pointing fingers at anyone in specific, but again, we have to consider, again, I think that's what's called a uh, double PSYOP or something like this. But anyways, the next thing is that the United Nations nuclear watchdog, IAEA, has passed a resolution um, today urging Russia to, quote, seize all actions, end quote, at Ukraine's nuclear facilities, including the site of the Chernobyl disaster. Again, this is what I mean. It's either Putin's lost his mind and he's going for more nuclear material, which I'm not sure would even be the case. I think they have more than they need without, again, maybe they're just trying to collect. But even then, I think there's something even deeper there. Uh, we also have to keep in mind that the Americans helped lock up Chernobyl after the fall of the Soviet Union. So again, there may be things there underground. And for the sake of YouTube, I'm just speculating. The next thing is that France will suspend its mandatory masks and vaccination passports in most places on March 14th, Prime Minister Jean Castier has announced on the um, TF1. The French presidential election will begin on April 10th. Again, notice how, by the way, I'm not trying to get emotional here, but notice how Macron, who really had it out for the unvaccinated within the people of his own nation, make of that as you will, wouldn't even make this announcement. He had to get the prime minister to do it. That's that's how I view it. Not only that, but notice how conveniently, again, there's a French presidential election coming up and all of a sudden they're dropping things. I thought we had to listen to the science. I'm just going to leave that there. The next thing is that Saudi Arabia, quote, considers options, end quote, of reducing investments in the U.S., says Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman. The kingdom's investments in China are less than $100 billion uh, American, but growing very fast, he added. Again, um, this is what we mean when we speak of a fourth paradigm, a fourth turning, if you will, right? Is, is it possible that the American central infrastructure relative to its banking system and attempted control of most developed nations around the world is going to be lessened after this sort of paradigm shift? We also have to consider, again, it may sound silly to some, but the ET angle, the disclosure angle, we have to consider that as well when bringing all of this in, right? Is that, how is that going to affect the paradigm of energy affairs and things like that? Again, relative to what comes out, assuming it's not a Project Blue, uh, Blue Beam operation. The next thing is that uh, Prime Minister Garibashvili, or Garibashvili, I think that's how you say it, please forgive me, has signed an application for Georgia to join the European Union following Kiev's or Kiev's suit. Not sure if you say Kiev or Kiev, but anyways. Um, yes. Uh, the next thing is that President Maya Sandu has signed an application for Moldova to join the EU um, following Ukraine and Georgia as well. 
So again, it's very possible that again, based on public RAND documents, which is you know research and development organization amongst many other things. For those on Patreon, you'll know we delved into that um, and still continue to do so. They they there's papers coming out from 2015, 2016 saying that this was um, again to. China is the long-term enemy. In order to take out China, we first need to take out Russia, and one way to do that is through Ukraine. And YouTube should not ban ban me for that because this is a 2016 RAND document. So we also have to keep in mind, folks, let me say very quickly, we need to start reading more of these think tank documents. People don't realize it's not always some grand conspiracy. A lot of it's in front of our faces. The documents have been there, right? So again... Um, the next thing is that Putin aims to, quote, take control of the whole Ukraine and the worst is yet to, qu to come, excuse me, end quote, according to French President Macron. He said he believes this after talks with the Russian president. Um, again, let me also, it's very possible that's true, but let's also consider the other option as well. France is very heavily aligned with NATO, right? They're in NATO and they're very, very close with the Americans. We have to consider that a f maybe a phone call was made, and I'm saying maybe for the sake of YouTube, in order to tell Macron to escalate the rhetor the rhetoric when he would come out and speak publicly maybe to exaggerate what what occurred i'm not saying that's the case i'm saying that's also another an opposing angle we must consider again keep that in mind folks france and the us are very close we need to look at the web here okay where's this coming from based on what and who right so uh the next thing is that the second round of ukraine russia negotiations has started and it, it seems, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that there has been an agreement reached for um, humanitarian routes between Ukraine and Russia. I also believe, if I'm not mistaken, the Ukrainian government was complaining that during the negotiations, Russia continued its bombings and things like that. And ultimately, again, the whole point is Russia's a powerful country. Whether you like them or not, we can't deny it. And they kept doing it. And so, I, I, from my understanding, please forgive me if I'm take, I've taken this out of context, basically, Ukrainian government was like, okay, they're still bombing us. What? keep negotiating with them because wh what are we going to do ask them to stop bombing us while we're negotiating they're just going to leave the leave the table basically russia sticking its thumb in ukraine's eye saying yes we're negotiating but we still call the shots now there's also speculation that negotiations started to even begin with because allegedly putin's again depending how you believe who you believe putin's either invasion or what he calls special military operation was not going as well but even then we have to consider that too Again, folks, this is what I mean when I say the propaganda is very, it, it, it's being pushed on from every angle almost, right? The next thing is that, uh, let's see here, Los Angeles and San Francisco have officially hit $5 a gallon for gas this morning. However, the U.S. continues to buy more than half a million barrels of Russian oil each day. So again, it really makes you think. Is this a controlled, I'm not sure how much they've decreased their purchasing since the alleged Ukraine, you know, invasion and things like this with respects to the U.S. buying Russian oil. But again, it's almost as if, you know, this, uh, the Ukrainian situation is being exploited to take advantage of multiple quote unquote resets within various industries, which again, if you're someone at the top and you want to just make more profit, but you got to do a bit of a reset so the economy can get more money in its pocket down the road, or if you want to just suck all the money out of the, the, the masses, this would be one way to do it, certainly. Um, the next thing is that according to Nancy Pelosi, and I quote, the $22 billion for COVID is absolutely necessary. This is science. This is going forward, end quote. I'm going to leave that there. Speaking of that, the Pfizer documents... Yeah, I'm going to leave that there. Not a single touch. You have to, I think at this point, you have to go to DuckDuckGo to even search it up. And then you have to, again, there's certain websites that are not um, mainstream media, but not necessarily independent either. Um, starting as, started as independent, but then sort of accumulated over time to become more of that of a mainstream outlet. 
I'm not speaking of any one outlet in particular. I'm just speaking of people, you know, like from the BBC and whatnot, leaving to go to smaller um, networks because they're allowed to write more freely. And then what do you know? Their IP addresses are, are censored or blocked. People can't get on it. You can't find them on Google. You got to use other search engines. So this is what's essentially being reported here. Now, point being is that these Pfizer documents that were released, by the way, if I'm not mistaken, yesterday is the time I'm recording this minutes after the closing bell on the stock market. So how convenient, right? Now, I'm going to leave that there because, again, I imagine you can interpret the data in a handful of different ways to be fair. With that being said, almost every doctor that I've seen online or spoken to otherwise has said, just based on the numbers, no matter how which way you splice it, this, this, the, the beep boop should have never been put out to begin with, let alone coerced or mandated, arguably. Now, with that being said, some of you folks may be saying, okay, Dave, what's going on here? Well, you know those documents, folks, that were supposed to be closed until 2097? Apparently, they've started coming out as of yesterday, thanks to a federal judge's uh, uh, demands. Now, the question then becomes how much of this, uh, of this da research data did... Um, the CDC see how much of it did VAERS see the vaccine adverse event re um, reaction system if I'm not mistaken that's what it stands for it's again it, it's th things were things were muddied people worked together to make sure that even people like myself are, have to speculate in this way let's just put it that way the next thing is that a U.S. Supreme Court has blocked testimony uh, over a Guantanamo Bay detainee. A Polish investigation concerns the treatment of Abu Zubaida, who remains at the American naval base at Guantanamo. Um, again, d take that as you will. I'm not trying to be <clears throat> pro-American nor against, but why would the Supreme Court block this, this uh, gentleman's uh, testimony? Almost as if they don't want this person saying what they did to him there? pretty simple if you ask me um of course they may use some legal jargon to justify this and maybe it may actually be justified but it's hard to say the next thing is that libya's biggest oil field halts production as its crisis deepens the global benchmark brent uh, crude surged to nearly 120 dollars a barrel on thursday before retreating a little bit again It's because of what's happening on Ukraine, right? So speaking of which, the United Arab Emirates' stance on Ukraine war reflects a strong alliance with Russia based on those that are writing these articles. The UAE toes a fine line as it navigates increasingly strong ties with Moscow amid a Western fallout over the Ukraine conflict, say analysts. Again, we have to consider too. We never questioned who these analysts were. Are they any smarter than you and I? Probably not. I mean, don't get me wrong. Do they get paid to just sit around and speculate on, on certain affairs around the world all day? Yes, and these are the same quote-unquote analysts that are used in those Rand think tank documents, if I'm not mistaken, or at least in some cases. Um, the next thing is that Libyan parliament swears in a new prime minister as the crisis deepens. Fathi Bashaga is sworn in, hopefully I didn't butcher the name, as the divide between Tobruk and Tripoli threatens to plunge Libya into a new conflict. This is that big debate again with respect to the Middle East as it pertains to even Afghanistan. Should this even be that of the, the West or the Europeans' interests or obligations or duties, right? Uh, but again, we also have to consider too that it's all just a bunch of BS under the guise of democracy and things like that, just for those at the top to profit, ultimately. So, again, take that, take that as you will. Uh, the next thing is that Pope Francis plans to visit South Sudan and the DR Congo in July. The Pope's visit coincides with the 11th independence anniversary of South Sudan. 
a predominantly Christian country. Again, this is that traditional, you know, the Pope's going to go make a speech, blessing, and then when he goes make that, to make that speech, he's going to make the news again because he's going to condone or he's going to condemn something. And the, I mean, I'm not, I'm really, no disrespect to any of my religious friends, truly. Um, I, I respect your beliefs and all that. I just, again, I, I can't help but think that the more as we um, proceed with respects to alleged disclosure from an extraterrestrial angle, I'm not saying that the belief system of the Catholic religion needs to be dismantled, but to, to, to say that, you know, we should all have our eyes on this one person, like in this case, Pope Francis, nothing against him, but like to say that we should all, you know, have our eyes on him, what makes him more holy, quote unquote, holier than you or me. I mean, again, this is no disrespect to my religious friends, just, you know. Um, the next thing is that Germany charges a Gambian man over crimes, including report um, uh, a reporter murder. Uh, by L is accused of crimes against humanity, a murder and attempted murder, including the 2004 killing of Data Hidara. Not sure what took so long, so many years to to conclude such a case from all the way back in 2004. It's possible they needed years and years to gather evidence. Maybe this was not the um, the German authorities' main priority, as I'm sure you know every world government has their has multiple priorities going on simultaneously. So, yeah, I mean. Again, I'm not I'm not for nor against this. If this is done in the way in which the German government has legislated their process to be, then so be it. Because um, I'm not for nor against because I would need to look into the case more myself. But the next thing is that according to the Guinea government, at least 18 people were killed in a gold mine collapse. Monday's accident is the latest in a series of such incidences at artisanal mines in the country. The reason I bring this up, folks, is, is because, again, you, some of you may be thinking, Dave, you know, I don't want to hear this negative stuff, people dying. I agree, folks. I really do. I, I wanted to bring this particular point up because, again, notice how 18 human beings were killed in a gold mine collapse. Mining for gold. Does this not speak to a larger picture if we had free energy and all that? These people would not even be mining for gold, let alone going to a 9-to-5 job. Again, if we had free energy from this alleged anti-gravity, zero-point energy technology, these people wouldn't have died. So to me, this speaks to a much larger picture. So that's why I wanted to bring that up, because yes, people die all over the world all the time. Sadly, sadly. The next thing is that the Sri Lankan president says no more power cuts after March 5th. Assurance follows days of... Uh, this assurance follows days of outages caused by a lack of funds to buy enough fuel to fire the power plants. Again... When we talk about an, an alleged great reset, I have to be careful. I have to be careful because of YouTube. Excuse me, but it's almost as if the the ones at the top even want to reset the uh, the more the developing countries. So, uh, the next thing is that Colombia says at least 23 FARC or FARC dissidents were killed in an operation. The military operation forcefully dismantled a FARC dissident structure, a Colombian defense minister said. Again, presuming this was all done, quote unquote, by the book, and th those in you know within the the FARC dissidents group are uh, who the Colombian government says they were or are. And again. I, I'm not trying to write this off as the excuse or answer, but when you sign up for that type of, I guess you could say, lifestyle, you know what to expect. Um, and I'm not, no disrespect, I say that with whether you, one wants to enter the military, um, organized crime, uh, the world of intelligence, the world of being a dissident or being part of a rebel group, again... Um, you have to expect, not that I'm condone, not that I'm for this, let me just say, but you have to expect that, you know, it's a double-sided coin to everything. Um... <clears throat> The next thing is that a Tokyo court has convicted former uh, J Gosin or Josin aide in a Nissan trial. Greg Kelly was found guilty of helping former Nissan CEO Carlos Gosin or Josin hide pay from financial regulators. Again, it's... <laughs> these guys do it all the time. These are just the ones that have gotten caught, in my opinion. So, 
take that as you will. He, he'll get a slap on the wrist. You know, this guy, Greg Kelly, maybe he'll, he'll do a year on house arrest, get a nice payout again. And if he, if he doesn't get any of that kind of stuff, I'd be very surprised. But um, and then if he doesn't on the front end, we would then have to look at the back end to see is he getting compensated on the back end for maybe even being a fall guy of sorts. Right. Because don't kid yourselves, folks. This happens all the time. And these corporations pick their fall people constantly. So. Just my opinion. I got to say that for YouTube. Uh, the next thing is that there are alleged, quote, shared resentments, end quote. But Russia ties could be awkward for China. Russia and China's leaders have met more than 30 times since 2013. But the Ukraine crisis is a test of the relationship. This is according, I believe, to either BBC or Al Jazeera. Now, again, we also have to consider that that even that article being written in that way is meant to instill or elicit an emotional response based on a particular bias being disseminated from a propagandist, a, a potential propagandist intent or narrative or agenda. So we have to be vigilant to that. That's why I wanted to also bring that up too. I don't know. Unless I'm in the room there between the, you know Putin and his team and President Xi and his team, I, it's hard to say right now. All I know is that I think China's just sitting, or the CCP rather, sitting back watching. The next thing is that Australia has accused China of shining a laser at, surveillance pl at a surveillance plane. The Australian Defense Department said the incident was an act of aggression that had the potential to endanger lives. Again, we have to consider too the narrative being pushed to increase that of a, a more um, tenseful rhetoric with Russia, let's just say. But, I mean, yeah, so I, I don't... <laughs> An act of aggression that had the potential. It, it it certainly does. I mean, that's why they say you can't point lasers at, you know, commercial planes because you can actually make the plane, you know, mess with the pilots and, and things like that. So I, I do get that. But how much of this is an over-exaggeration or how much of this is legitimate, It's I don't know and it's not for me to say. So I'm going to have to leave that there. The... Um, <clears throat> Final thing is that an Estonian cargo ship has sunk off the Ukrainian Black Sea port of Odessa after an explosion, the ship's uh, owners say. Uh, all six crew members of the Helt were able to abandon ship, and Ukrainian officials said they were later rescued. The vessel had been anchored off the coast after, after leaving port several days ago. Ukrainian media said the Russian Navy had been using the Helt, which was, uh, again, an Estonian car cargo ship, as a shield to hide from Ukrainian weaponry as Russia Russian forces advanced towards Odessa. It's possible. Would make sense why the explosion occurred. Once you're done with that being used as a cover, you blow it up to destroy all evidence. And again, maybe to also attempt to distract from a strategic perspective. Not saying any of this is good, folks. But if we want to delve into the minds of these people, it's this may be one one context or way to view it. So with that being said, we have a lot coming out on the Patreon today for the members, in addition to lots coming out in the next uh, a couple days, the next day or two for the public as well. We have a great weekend planned for the public too. You know, nice public episode. I plan to do a live stream as well. And we will catch you all very, very soon. Thank you so much, everybody.